Welcome to Brand by Design with your host, certified BG5 business consultant, myself, Ashley Brianna Eve. The goal of this podcast is to help you create a clear, consistent, creative, personal brand to help you stand out and get paid for what you are best at. If you are ready to leverage your unique expertise and build a highly profitable, personally fulfilling business, this is the place. Without further ado, let's get started. Welcome back to the channel, everybody. I'm so excited to have you here and to expand on my previous live I did in regards to Taylor Swift and where I believe she is primarily selling from. Now, a business strategy call is at least two hours and a full BG5 analysis where we go over your 16 success codes, where we don't even get into branding, where we don't even get into marketing, where we don't even get into selling. Are uh, You have three 90-minute calls included with that. So we're just touching the surface. <laughs> when we're talking about it online, on the podcast, on YouTube, we are literally just touching the surface. And I'm bringing you in that live that I did in regards to Taylor Swift, the two top places that she's selling from. And what I received a lot of was, but Ashley, she's a singer. Of course, she is selling through her throat. Of course, she sells through her, so her throat. She is literally a singer. And another one I was receiving was Taylor's expressed multiple times how she knows her voice can be used for good. Of course, she is selling through her throat. And I think this is where a fundamental misunderstanding and how you sell is coming from. And before we go any further, I want to stress, and I do this intentionally, intentionally because there's a lot of people that are making up human design as they go in the online space, applying human design to business, which it is not. The business application is BG5. So I always stress this because I don't make it up. I stick to the science of differentiation. That's why I've been so dedicated the last about five years now, I would say almost five years to studying at the International Human Design School and the BG5 Institute. I've been called a pretentious bitch for sticking to the true science of differentiation and having integrity within that rather than making it up on my own. I've been called a pretentious bitch for talking and speaking out for people that make it up as they go. And so I think it's really important to say like, this isn't my interpretation. This is the science of differentiation. And the reason I stick so strongly to it is it has keynotes and it is a science and helping people, if we look at it from the BG5 perspective, profit being themselves. And I just, I did a reel about this today where I said, what blows my mind is why do you have to fancy up someone's strengths? Why do you have to make stuff up about what makes someone unique, right? Like a lot of what we're seeing in the online space made up human design world is keeping people in the not self, is keeping people stuck because it's creating new versions that really just appeal to the not self mind. So anyway, all of that to say is I don't make it up as we go. And this is the true science of differentiation. And I'm going to stake my claim and you're going to see why on Taylor not selling through her undefined throat. And you're going to find out why, even though she's a singer, even though she uses her voice for politics. So one thing we always want to remember is that how your definition your definition works in your chart and your openness is very different. You differentiate and teach through your definition. Those That's your strengths. Anything that's defined in your chart, when I am working with a client in a consulting situation, a consulting call, 
or one-on-one coaching or in my brand by design mastermind, we look at everything that is defined as their strengths. You then sell through the wisdom of your openness. And this is a breakthrough moment for one of my clients in the last round of Branded by Design, my mastermind of is so simple yet so powerful. And it is. All right. So let's get into this. But she's Taylor. She's a singer. Of course, she sells through her voice. She sells through her throat because she speaks about things that are important to her, right? Like that has to be someone that is selling through their throat. And the answer is no. So the throat in BG5, which is the business application of the human design system, base group five, BG5, the throat is your center for communication and action. Just because that is the theme of the throat does not mean that is the selling theme. That is not the selling theme. And this is where a lot of people are getting it wrong. Please hear me when I say this. A lot of people are getting their copywriting and their marketing wrong because they're like, well, I'm just, I say what I want to say. I say what's important to me. I just let the message be the message. That was a big thing in the spiritual space for a long time. Just let the message be the message. And so people are going, you know, I have an undefined throat and I'm just speaking my message. That's selling, right? No, that is not marketing. That is not selling simply because the thematic of the throat itself in business is communication and action. That's not what we look at in terms of how do you actually sell through the undefined throat. All right. So that's one of the first things we have to keep in mind. Using your throat, using your voice is not actually selling. And again, actually, I want to back up a little bit. That's where you see a lot of influencers that have these big platforms because they talk all day. Maybe they have a defined throat. Maybe they have an undefined throat. Who knows? But they're talking all day. They're putting up all these reels. They're putting up all these posts. And then what happens? They go to sell a t-shirt and no one buys. They go to sell a course and no one buys. So that is such a, and I can't think of the influencer's name, but this is a, there was a big case of that a couple years ago where she had millions of followers. She was using her voice all the time. She was communicating, she was taking action, but she couldn't convert anyone to save her life. So just speaking about things you're passionate about, just speaking about things that, you like or enjoy is not selling. And this is the fundamental problem that most spiritual entrepreneurs and heart-led entrepreneurs are hitting in their business is I'm just letting the message be the message. Well, that's not actually selling. So the way in which you speak is a mechanism of the throat. So this is her chart. The communication and action functions, centers are called functions in BG5 because, I mean, can you imagine if I go into an organization and talk about centers, people don't care, right? That's why BG5 was created. That's why the business side was created. It has nothing to do with spiritual awakening. You don't need to be spiritually awake to make money being you. You don't need to heal more to make money being you. You don't need to be more aligned to make money being you. You don't need to go on a seven-year deconditioning journey to make more money being you. I had a consultant call with someone today, and that was something I kept saying, right? It doesn't take more time. You don't need time for this to sink in. You can apply these principles today. And that was why Ra created this. So when we're looking at the body graph, the way you speak is going to be, of course, a mechanism of the throat. You have the pressure of the head center to get those ideas and frameworks and concepts down to the throat. And you have the pressure of the root center to get that adrenaline and those endorphins up to the throat for expression and action. 
it also frames and shapes the way you speak and express yourself. Whether you have a defined throat or undefined throat or open throat, it's going to be expressed very differently. And even your activations are going to be expressed very differently of the throat itself and the hanging gates on the opposite side or the certain channels that are operating. If you have a defined throat, certain channels that are operating, all of that plays the rule of how your throat is going to be expressed and how it's meant to be expressed by you. So it's also not just, well, you just speak and that's how you speak. There's nuances. And that's why I love consulting work and high level work in my mastermind so much, because we can get into the nuances. The way you express yourself is controlled by your throat, not your mind. <clears throat> so in a, a big element where we're looking at the throat in a BG5 analysis is how you interact with others. Like I said, Speaking alone is not selling and marketing. And for team members, for CEOs, for established entrepreneurs, even right here, right now, how I'm speaking, although I would fall under the CEO and established entrepreneur umbrellas, you need to know how to communicate. And leveraging your natural way of communicating is going to assist you in getting your message heard. Not necessarily sales and selling, although it could be an extension of, but knowing how to leverage your voice is going to get your message heard. That's what business is all about. Are you communicating with your employees effectively? Are you communicating with colleagues effectively, with your network effectively, with strangers in your lives effectively? That's what business is about. First and foremost, are you communicating in an aligned way? Are you communicating in the way you're meant to communicate? So we look at expression through communication and action, and it's an element in partnerships, small groups, large groups, and essentially building your brand. We also want to look at in the form of partnerships. One second. All right. Sorry. Sorry. I think my husband forgot to close something. <laughs> I thought I'd better let him know. All right. So <laughs> who is the voice of the partnership? That's also what we want to know, right? So when I work with teams, when I work with partnerships, so two individuals that are creating a business or creating a brand together, we want to know who is the voice of the partnership? Who is the voice of the team? Who is the voice of the group or the organization? And, you know, it's so funny because... <clears throat> I have a very defined throat and in university in my, so my master's of social work, one of the things I always found was everyone was always looking at me to talk. Everyone would immediately look at me to, to talk, to communicate and to create, I also have a defined G center, the direction of the group, right? So this, these are all things that we're looking at with the, the throat. In the BG5 analysis as well, we're looking at how do you find your voice and how do you express yourself correctly? So getting back to Taylor Swift and why I don't believe that she sells through her throat, and it's going to make a lot more sense as we go, let's look at Forbes' breakdown on why she's been so successful. Forbes says, with her authentic storytelling, personal connections with fans, and strategic brand collaborations, Swift has carved a unique path in the music industry. One of the key elements of Taylor Swift's marketing brilliance is her strong brand strategy. 
This is still Forbes saying this. This is what I say. There is not, I had a client or a couple, a client and a couple of community members over on Instagram say to me, you know, Ashley, I, the quote you used was from one of her songs. And I think the quote, I can't think of it off the top of my head was, don't think anything was unintentional or something like that. I can't, I don't know Taylor Swift's music, but it was essentially saying like everything's been planned. Everything has been planned for Taylor. She is a marketing genius. So one of the key elements of Taylor Swift's marketing brilliance is her strong brand strategy. Swift has mastered the art of storytelling, using her music and public image to create a narrative that fans can relate to. And this is something I just want to say as well with her, the strong branding that Taylor has. Um, let me just, sorry, guys. All right. Husbands, am I right? So Swift has mastered the art of storytelling, using her music and public image. Okay. So where I was going with that before I was interrupted, trying to get my husband to um, fix the thing he left <laughs> is now I was realizing, I don't know. And I haven't been following Taylor that long to know, but when did she start only wearing red lipstick? I mean, you see her out with her friends, you see her out for dinner, you see her out in the community. I have never seen Taylor without her signature red lipstick. Like this woman is such a genius marketer that even right down to the lipstick she wears out in public is curated. And how many, and I want to take a step back. So a lot of people in the online space, especially I see this are wanting like Taylor Swift, Beyonce level results. And they're not really willing to look at their brand that way. They're not willing to look at what is the image I'm putting up on my social media? What is the image I'm putting up on Instagram? Does it relate to my brand? Right. And I get a lot of people in the beginning who say, and Hey, I was there as well. I was there as well where it's like, you know, I just want to work from home so I can be in my PJs all day and not do my makeup and not do my hair and just look like a hot mess 24 seven. It's not going to build your brand. I talk about with my clients all the time, the way I dress, even like the plaid with the silver headband, the pink eyeshadow, it's the, I found it for those that have been following me on Instagram and everyone's been asking, where's your choker? I lost it. I had it in my closet under clothes. I don't know why it was there, but even the choker, right? It's all part of the brand. It's all part of my brand. And so it really got me thinking, you don't see Taylor without her red lipstick now. You never see her without her red lipstick. It's all part of the brand strategy that Taylor Swift has created. So they continue with whether it's expressing her own experiences or crafting fictional characters, Swift's songs become a personal soundtrack for her fans' lives. This sense of personalization and authenticity has been pivotal in building a dedicated fan base. Swift's lyrics combined with her heartfelt performances, remember I talked about emotions, have resonated with fans, making her one of the most influential artists of her time. So this is going back to what I was talking about on my last video about Taylor. Remember I said inspiring and emotions are the two things she's building her brand around inspiring and emotions. And even this image, I use this image on purpose, the evolution of Taylor Swift from country star to pop icon. Like she started out as the girl next door. She started out as, you know, the curls, beautiful curls, 
with her guitar, the girl next door. You even, you can see someone shared this clip or actually I think it was suggested for me on Facebook, to be honest. Someone shared a clip of her in the beginning where she, I don't know what song it was for. Again, I'm not a Swifty where she had like the binoculars in her music video. And she was kind of like really meekly talking up a little bit where she was saying like, I don't know, it's corny, it's cheesy. I don't really want to do that. Where Before she had found her voice, right? And that kind of goes into like the innocent image that she had back then as well. She really hadn't found her voice. She wasn't leveraging the strengths of her undefined voice. Whereas now she's really leveraged the strengths of her undefined voice. It's just incredible to see the difference. And we can actually see that stark difference in a clip that was going around, I think it was from her last show last weekend, where people were throwing things on stage. And she was still a little shaky. She ended up with, but I love you. She was still a little shaky. She said, um, a lot, which shows the hesitation and the nerves of her really speaking up that undefined solar plexus. Like, what if I, what if I trigger people? You could feel that in the message. But she's starting to find her voice more. And she spoke up and said, like, hey, don't do that. You're going to hurt my dancers. So her branding and marketing, Forbes continues with Swift's strategic use of social media has allowed her to connect with fans on a global scale. Connect. What do I tell you guys all the time? If you've been in my offers, I talk about this all the time. You need to connect with qualified clients. You need to connect with qualified clients. So Swift's strategic use of social media has allowed her to connect with fans on a global scale, creating a dedicated and passionate community. Emotions. People connect with her through the emotions. And you can even see, and I talk about, I think later on slides for you guys, where I talk about her tribal circuitry, you can see that come out, right? Like she's creating connections with people. And those the friendship bracelets is one way where she's really leveraging that tribal circuitry and the undefined emotional center to connect with people. Like she's a genius. If everyone could think a little, I, you know, we need little bracelets or something. What would Taylor do for branding? <laughs> they also continue with Taylor Swift's relationship with her fans is unlike anything seen before. She goes above and beyond to show her appreciation and gratitude that tribal circuitry, creating community, using her voice to bring herself together. You're going to see that in a minute. And um, that emotional connection, selling emotional connection through her undefined solar plexus. From hosting secret listening parties to surprising fans with personal gifts, Taylor Swift's dedication to her fan base is unparalleled. During the release of her album 1989 and 2014, Taylor Swift's organized secret listening sessions for her fans across various cities. These intimate gatherings allowed fans to listen to the album before its official release and create a sense of exclusivity. That's a big one. Exclusivity in terms of branding is huge. So she was leveraging exclusivity. You see this in like luxury handbags, right? So luxury handbag companies will say, there's only a certain amount of bags available or a certain amount of tickets. That I mean, it's not a lie. And that's where the authentic piece, right? I don't ever agree in using sales psychology in an inauthentic way or a manipulative way. It can certainly be used in a manipulative way. However, when we look at Taylor, it's a very authentic way. Like, guys, there's this many seats for the stadium. When they're gone, they're gone. Even that is a sense of exclusivity. I have clients that like bent over backwards trying to get into her concerts. 
So Forbes continues with Swift's personal interactions with her fans create a genuine connection. Right? I talk, I was talking about this, that connection, the emotional connection selling through her solar plexus and make them feel valued and appreciated. That's going to be her tribal circuitry, bringing people together. That's what her voice is even for. And we'll see that in a moment. They continue. Forbes continues. Taylor Swift's ability to evolve as an artist has been a key factor in her continued success. She made a bold transition from country music to pop, showcasing her versatility and willingness to experiment with different styles. And this is where you can see that undefined G-Center really come in. This evolution allowed her to reach a wider audience and demonstrate her ability to adapt to changing trends in the music industry. This is where I talk to you guys about, right? I work with public figures, CEOs, established entrepreneurs, and this is what I talk about all the time. You have to be willing to adapt. There's a lot of, not in the public figures I work with and the musicians and the artists. However, I find mostly in the spiritual space, I am calling you guys out, the spiritual coaching space where it's like, oh, okay, well, I'm just going to build this brand. And then like, oh, man, I just lean back and it does everything for me. And I just continue year after year doing the same thing. No, it doesn't work like that. She remains relevant because she embraces change and reinvents herself. She remains relevant because she's willing to adapt to changing trends in the music industry. And that's what Rot Ruhu spoke about as well. Like Rot Ruhu, the clarion, as he called it, of the human design system of the science of differentiation, he actually came from a very wealthy family in Quebec, long line of business owners and businessmen. And he was very wealthy, very business inclined. And then he went to, and I'm going to mispronounce it, I apologize, Ibiza, and eventually had his experience with the voice and downloaded the human design system. And then again, had wealth again, because he built human design up to be what it was, which is a very successful business. So there has to be this reinventing, there has to be this change in, and this willingness to adapt with the market, which she is. She's always ahead of trends, which keeps her relevant. That's what you need to be in your personal brand. So I would, I would argue that her undefined throat is a deep source of wisdom for the ability to navigate the different genres effortlessly combined with her undefined G-Center. I really don't believe she uses it at all for selling. I believe she uses the wisdom of her undefined throat to be able to pick up these different genres so effortlessly. The undefined G-Center switch and adapt so quickly and uh, stay relevant, build a, an epic brand. So this is Taylor's throat. Um, she has three hanging gates on the other side of her gene center. So 31, 8, and 33 are places where she's N62. She has a hanging gate going up to Ajna are going to be like these places where she can get pulled off track, right? Where I was saying back in that music video where they want to use the binoculars and she's very meekly saying like, I don't know, it's kind of corny, but she goes along with what people are saying. Uh, the 31, 8, 33, and 62, if I was working with a public figure like Taylor, would be the first places I would look in allowing her and one, avoiding pitfalls, avoiding pitfalls of her voice, avoiding pitfalls of where she might be pulled off track, avoiding pitfalls of where she might start saying like, maybe I should speak like this, or maybe I'll be, I won't trigger other people if I speak like this. Whereas her strength is 45. <clears throat> which is a gate of the gatherer, gathering people together, like I said, natural and 
generally beneficial attraction of like forces. This is the gate and the channel ultimately you want in organizations. If you have the whole channel, there's like a ton of competitiveness there. That's an OC16 WA channel that you want, like this highly competitive drive. And, and we could argue that she has an organization now and 45 can be leveraged as a strength within her organization. Absolutely. So 45 is also, I have the will or not it's pointing down to the ego or the will center. And this is tribal support out of necessity. It's taking action tribally, the royal we, we come together. I'm, I have the will or not for the good of the tribe which is also why you see it as an OC16 gate and an ultimately an OC16 channel, right? It's the good of the tribe. The tribe will prosper because I have the will. The tribe will prosper because I bring us together. And that's really a lot of what we're seeing when she uses her tribal, tribal circuitry. And Brand Taylor thrives because she has that ability to really leverage that tribal connection through her tribal circuitry. So her voice is used to bring people together. Her voice is the gate of the gatherer and Gene Keys were looking at communion as being the city. And it's a code own ring of prosperity, kind of the same extension of that, right? It's for OC16, for the law, we're looking at prosperity for the good of the tribe. And this reminded me of her voice as well. Like this is Taylor speaking her truth through 45, the good of the tribe. She uses this within Brand Taylor, not necessarily a selling. And she said, this quote came up on Twitter, thinking about when Taylor was on Letterman and he confidently joked to her that because we know backup dancers don't have the insurance. And she replied, mine do. Good of the tribe, the 44, bringing her people together and taking care of her people, her people, not just for their good, but for the good of Brand Taylor as well. So something I just want to say when we're looking at, and if you're in my world, you know, as I say this all the time, building a brand, it requires you to speak to the right people who are relevant to what you're selling and have the resources to purchase or the parents have the resources to purchase, which is a lot, I think, of the case in Taylor's world. Although, yes, 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 there's adults too, of course, but ultimately as well, there's a lot of younger people in her world. From there, you create intimacy and community, which is done through connection. And that's one of the things that Forbes was highlighting over and over again with Taylor. She was creating connection with people. She's creating like community with people. And that's what made people feel seen. That's what made people feel fall in love with her music because they felt something. All right. So when we look at selling through the throat, why I believe she doesn't sell here is, well, one, I think she uses personally her voice to be kind of the chameleon in terms of being able to shift between genres and be very successful. With the 45, I believe she uses her voice for Brand Taylor and bringing people together and like a, building a prosperous organization, especially when we're looking at 45 as being an OC16 WA channel and gate. I really believe that 45 and her voice is being used in that capacity. However, Rara, who said the throat center is the worst market of all. Like if you have other centers open, you're not, you're not naturally going to sell through the throat. The only way I would say, if you had her body graph, <coughs> sorry, my can't get rid of this cough lately. If you had her body graph and 
you came to me for a consulting call. The only way I would even look at the throat as being a major player is if maybe you're a social media manager, if you are a copywriter, if you are a marketer, because what people sell with the undefined throat is helping people be the star, helping people get attention. And so if someone comes in front of me for a consulting call and we're looking at building their brand and they're a singer, an artist, they help in relationships, I don't know, right? Like anything other than social media manager or copywriter or marketer, anything other than that, it wouldn't even be on my radar because it's a shit center to sell through. It's a horrible center to sell through because you're essentially teaching people how to get attention. And a lot of people do, Raw had said, do sell through the undefined throat and all they do is paint a layer of the not self on how to get attention. Now, what would that look like? That would look like, say I'm teaching someone how to create reels that go viral. And what I'm teaching them is literally just to create viral reels based on what Instagram tells you to do. Don't use your voice. Don't say what's important to you, et cetera, et cetera. Don't use your brand voice. Do what Instagram's telling you and you'll go viral. That would, you're just painting a layer, as Ross said, on top of the not self. You're not helping someone be more of themselves. You're just helping them get attention. Well, does that ultimately lead to them getting results in something other than getting attention? Likely not. Just because you go viral on Instagram or TikTok doesn't mean people are buying anything. So even from a selling perspective, helping someone get attention isn't necessarily going to be a great market because, well, what's the actual transformation you provide? What is the actual result you get people? And people often look at me like deer in a headlight when I ask that. Well, I help them go viral or I help them do this or that. But what's the actual transformation? Why should I pay you? Why should I exchange money? What's the transformation? At the end of this course, at the end of this work with you, what am I able to do? Because just getting attention isn't paying my bills, not growing my business, right? So that's why Raw talks about it's the worst market of all in terms of business because getting attention doesn't mean you're doing anything other than getting attention. So again, for selling through the throat, the theme quite literally is just get attention. So she can absolutely use her voice to influence people, right? So people had pointed out that she's mentioned how she knows her voice has impact and she uses it to, you know, push people in certain directions for political stances and stuff. Sure. But that using her voice and communicating things that are important to her is not the same as selling. It can create more brand loyalty with the people that are already in your world. Like if you have, I'm Canadian, so I don't know really US politics, but I know right wing and left wing. So, and I don't know what her stance is. I've never followed her for political advice. I, I follow her for genius and I just like studying her in terms of a, a branding perspective and marketing perspective. Um, so say she's really right wing and her demographic tends to be really right wing. Well then, yeah, of course, giving, communicating through the throat, your political stance is going to create a tighter connection and bond with those people. So this is the layers of actually brand building. She's not selling through the throat. It's building a deeper connection by communicating her political views. We're creating a deeper connection with people that are already relevant to her, that have already built a connection with her. Now, she's really left-wing, of course. I don't know what she is or what her political stance is. If she's really left-wing, it's going to have the same 
effect. Now, when you've built such a viral brand like Taylor, having one extreme stance on something because you've created such an emotional connection and such a strong brand with people, you might lose some people with having an extreme view. You're not going to lose a lot because people have connected with your music. They're already sold on who you are. For her, they're sold on the inspiration she brings, sold on the emotional connection. They see themselves in her music, et cetera, et cetera. So that extreme stance, I don't feel for someone like her. PR people might give her a different opinion on that. But from a branding perspective, what I would tell someone like her is, you've already built a strong brand. It's going to create a deeper connection, emotional connection with those that are already there. Yeah, sure. It might get people to leave, but that's, you know, pros and cons, risk and reward that you weigh when you start speaking out on political stance as a personal brand. Now, a caveat of that as well, if she's actually going through a lot of dragging in, in the X or Twitter verse, because she's not speaking up on a lot of political stuff that's going on right now. So, you know, you could also argue that the <clears throat> intentional stance, it's very intentional is what I would argue. It's very intentional and a good business branding move to pick and choose, to cherry pick what she speaks on, right? She's not speaking on everything. She's not using her voice for everything. And, you know, she gets also dragged on Twitter and X for all her jet setting and her private jet and the impact it's having on the environment. So she doesn't use her voice for everything. And for someone at a brand level that she is at, I think what, you know, the, the common folk, if you will, <laughs> or the smaller personal brands that are just starting out have to realize is that everything's intentional. And this is where a lot of people aren't realizing it. And then they're trying to build their smaller brand that's just starting out, that doesn't have the buying power, that doesn't have the branding power as someone like Taylor. They're just starting out and they're going, well, why did I do the same thing? And it tanked my brand. Well, she has buying power. She has authority. And that's earned. It's earned. So what we have to realize is everything she says, everything she does is curated for brand Taylor. And that, I don't say that in a shaming way at all. I'm a brand strategist. I help people build brands. I call it like I see it though. And I call it for what it is. And I think the lack of people being able, or being willing to call it like it is, is what's causing a lot of confusion and people starting out in the personal branding space. And then it's causing a lot of people to quit. So they're not actually understanding what's really going on. And then someone like me comes out and says what's really going on. And then people get pissed at me for saying what's really going on. I think she's a genius marketer. Nothing's by mistake. Everything's intentional. So she sells, as we saw with Forbes, Forbes pointed out, she sells the experiences. She sells community. Hello, friendship bracelets and listening parties. She sells the emotions and the inspiration. These are realms of the emotional center and head center. And of course, there's other things that are going to come up. What I'm focusing on are her main points that has built Brand Taylor. And her Epic Align brand and selling is further supported by her circuitry. So what I was talking about is she is very tribal in her circuitry and she has the channel of judgment, which is collective. So she shares her stories to support the tribe, which are her strengths. It's her definition. She shares her stories to support the tribe that sells through her openness. Very Put very simply. Again, this is just like a 
like one piece of the puzzle. All right, so that is Brand Taylor. And if you're ready to go deeper on what this looks like for you, I do have different offers available for branding. If you're looking at just strictly your BG5 success codes, you have 16 success codes. That's not branding, it's just BG5. Let's look at your design. I have an offer right now available. And the Branded by Design Mastermind is going to be up tomorrow. What's today, Thursday? <laughs> tomorrow, Friday, the sales page. And we have eight spots that are available in the brand by design or the brand by design mastermind. I would say if you are a highly established entrepreneur or public figure, go the consulting route. And that would require emailing me at support at ashleybrandeneve.com. And we would look at what a consulting offer looks like for you. So those are the ways to work with me right now. This is nuanced, guys. And this is just a glimpse. Like I said, one piece of the puzzle on what makes Taylor Taylor and what makes her so strong in creating brand Taylor so that she stands out. But don't get me wrong and don't get it confused. Everything is intentional. There are no mistakes. There are no missteps. It's all intentional. And it was funny because someone had point, I'm going to say this and let you guys go because this is going longer than I had intended and I have calls to get on. I want to say this and then I'm going to let you guys go. So there was a video, I think TMZ had posted about Taylor. Because I talk about her so much as a marketing genius, I always get her suggested in my Facebook feed constantly. And it was her walking down this like random um, alleyway. It was really cool. Lots of graffiti on it in New York with something Abrams. I don't even know her name. I'm too old to know the newbies. JJ Abrams kid, apparently. Apparently she's been an opening act for Taylor in the past. Anyway, a lot of people were saying, oh, you know, they hound her and they don't leave her alone. And someone said something that's like, this person gets branding. This person gets PR. This person gets it. They said, it's a pop walk. They're very casually walking and laughing and posing for the camera. It's a pop walk. It's intentional. It's for PR and for both of them, for both parties. And I think when we really zoom out a bit, and I work with a lot of public figures, when we zoom out a bit and look at how much is cur curated, it's not at by accident that a lot of this stuff is happening. And yes, 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 I know there's people that camp outside her house and wait for her to do things. There would be ways for her to go unnoticed if she really wanted to. Um, they, a lot of the pap walks are PR opportunities. So, so anyway, it was just someone that really got it. And again, no judgment. I don't say this to judge Taylor. She's brilliant. I say this to point out the intentional steps that are done in branding, right? And so then when someone comes to me and they're like, I don't get it. Like, I'm just communicating my message. I have an undefined throat and nothing's selling. Well, we can look at, well, who's brand you? I call it the brand you blueprint. I coined that it has been stolen by people, but I coined that for my brand by design mastermind, the brand you blueprint. What is the brand you blueprint? And are you showing up that way? 99% of the time, I, the reason why I don't film my yoga or anything is because I do it in my pajamas. Like 99% of the time I am in my pajamas. I look a hot mess. <laughs> And when I show up for my brand, there are times that I show up like that intentionally because I don't ever want to be seen as like this luxe, 
vibe, always perfect and polished person. So I intentionally show up sometimes looking a hot mess with hot oil and treatment in my hair and no makeup and in my PJs with stains on it. There's an intentionality behind that. But most of the time, especially if I'm live, especially if I'm creating reels, there's an intentionality around how I show up from the get-go. Like this little um, plaid, you can see it back two years. It's the same one I keep wearing, right? Like this headband, same one I keep wearing. This big hoodie, same one I keep wearing. The choker, same one I keep wearing. Look at Steve Jobs, right? The black t-shirt and jeans. If you're in the spiritual community, a lot of people poke fun at a couple of the big leaders with the big wide brim hat. It's intentional. It's branding. It's branding. It's intentional. There's some sales psychology behind the video really up close as well with the big hat taking up a lot of the space. There's a lot of sales psychology around that. However, it's intentional. So why I speak out on this stuff is one, I help people create this behind the scenes. That's kind of my job. And two, I don't want people to be seeing stuff like this and be like, oh, I want the six figure plus business. I want the brand. I want this. I want that. But I've been trying to just, I have an undefined throne. I'm trying to just communicate my message. I'm trying to just communicate what I believe in. I'm trying to just speak what's important to me and no one's buying. Okay, but what's the brand you blueprint you've built? What's the brand you you've built? What are you portraying to the world? How are people seeing you? How are you meant to be seen? That's profile. And a lot of people don't like me because I am blunt about that stuff. But that's also why I work with a lot of public figures and established entrepreneurs because they want that blunt advice. They want to be told what they're not doing right so that they can get the results. So someone like Taylor, I mean, it's all intentional. All right, my friends, I hope you enjoyed this. I'm going to let you go. If you did share it with someone, I think it's a really good branding lesson, or I know it's a really good branding lesson that we can all take little nuggets around. So either tag them or take a screenshot and share it on Instagram. You can give me a tag at I am Ashley Brana Eve over on Instagram it tends to be where I hang out um, for more day-to-day stuff. And I do all my live streams here, my videos here, but it was nice hanging out with you guys. I hope you got something from this. Drop in the comments what you took away or the big aha that you took. I'm so glad you enjoyed it. I'm so glad. So drop what you took away in the comments, give it a share, and I'll see you in the next one. Bye, guys.